All right, here we go. Welcome in to the first episode of the Sports Dad Podcast, a new podcast started by myself, Cody Gray. You can follow me at Sports Dad Ohio on all socials, and make sure to check out my other podcast at Caven Media. We do a lot of fun stuff over there. A little bit of, about myself before we get into the show. Um, like I said, my name is Cody Gray. Follow me at Sports Dad Ohio. Um, I've got two kids, two boys at home, Carter and Carson, and a beautiful wife. Um, I'm, I obviously love sports. This is the Sports Dad Podcast. Like I said, brand new podcast, episode one. Um, like to consider myself the voice of West Carrollton Athletics here in the Dayton area. I also call Play by Play on the radio for high school sports right there on 98.1 WPTW. Um, like I said, other podcasts, Caveman Media, check them out. Diehard Browns fan, big Ohio State Buckeyes fan, Reds fan, and Cleveland Cavaliers fan. There's a little bit about myself and uh, the purpose of this show, before we do get into it, um, it's it's obviously sports, a little bit of the dad life. And if you're wondering about Caveman Media, not dead, we'll still do a lot of fun stuff over there. This is just a little bit separate of a podcast for myself, something I wanted to start it, a um, little bit more professional for me. And uh, like I said, mainly sports on this show. On that show, we do a lot of fun, different, goofy type of stuff on that show. So make sure to check that out. And on this show, we'll talk about my teams. We'll talk about all teams. We'll talk all sports, local, nationally. We'll have guests on, interviews, hopefully, each and every show. It might be a weekly show. It might be every week, or you never know. I don't know. We'll never, we'll never know what uh, will happen until it does happen. So I appreciate you guys tuning in, listening to this show. Again, the Sports Dad Podcast, episode one. Um, so like I said, guests and interviews on the show, and I've got a big one for you guys later in the show. Um, coach Anthony Parker, head coach of the West Carrollton Byers Varsity basketball team. Um, coach was recently named one of 2021's top 10 African-American males of Dayton. So shout out to him and uh, shout out to him for doing that interview with me too. We, we recorded that earlier this week. It's about a 12-minute interview um, and I hope you guys enjoy that and stay tuned for it. Um, to start the show, we're going to recap the Browns season. It's come to an end. Sad. Very sad. Um, but not upset. I'm very optimistic about the Browns. So we're going to go over uh, some, so I'm going to give you guys some interesting facts um, about the Browns season and why we should be optimistic about my beloved Cleveland Browns. If you guys want to skip ahead to the end of the show, check out the interview. If you don't care about the Browns, no problem. Not going to hurt my feelings. Go right ahead. Check out that interview. It's a good interview. Or stay right here. We're going to talk Browns. And before we do get into the Browns conversation, I do want to announce one more thing. Next week's show, I've got another big guest on the show. Um, Justin Kenner, host of the Justin Kenner Show on ESPN Radio here in Dayton, 1410 AM. He's live 3 to 6 PM Monday through Friday. Um, so he'll be on the show next week, probably be later in the in the week that he'll be on, and I'll have that episode out to you guys. We'll talk local sports, national sports, and, and all kinds of different stuff with him about his career and, and how he got uh, an awesome gig right there on, on ESPN Radio. So look forward to that next week with Justin Kenner. All right, let's get into it. The Browns' 2020 season has come to an end. They finished 11-5, first winning season since 2007, first playoff win. Since 1994, first playoff appearance since 2002, first playoff win since 1994. If you're wondering, um, I was born in 1994 after that playoff win. So this is the first playoff win by the Cleveland Browns in my 26 years of life. And what a season it was. Um, they take down the Pittsburgh Steelers in that playoff win, their first win in Pittsburgh since 2003, taking down Big Ben. Um, so, like I said, what a season that it was. And I, I'm sad that it's over. I'm not upset about how it ended in that Kansas City game. 
Um, I'm not upset about how the season went. It was a roller coaster. It was a true roller coaster. Um, I'm just sad that the season is over. And, and I mentioned the word roller coaster. I'd like to um, compare this season to say I'm a 10 year old kid at an amusement park, right? Uh, we go to the amusement park, mom takes us, we're riding all the roller coasters, we're experiencing all the thrills up and down the turns. Um, and, and it's just so much fun. You just had so much fun at the amusement park. But at the end of the day, mom says it's time to go. You're not upset about the day. You had so much fun. You're not upset about how it went. You're just sad that it's over. And that's how I feel about the Cleveland Browns season. It was just so much fun. And now I'm sad that it's over. I loved all those roller coasters. I loved the up and downs of the season. I'm just sad that it's over. Um, there are so many challenges in the 2020 season for the Browns. New coach, no offseason. COVID, obviously, the biggest challenge of them all. Um, stacked on top of the new coach and the new season. Um, we get blown out week one by the Baltimore Ravens. OBJ gets hurt. He's out. White Teller gets hurt. Nick Chubb gets hurt. We had so many injuries that we battled. Miles Garrett gets COVID, misses two games. Coach gets COVID in the playoff game. Again, the first playoff appearance since 2002, and they still somehow find a way to win. So, so many challenges faced by this team, but yet they still have so much great things happen throughout the season, winning 11 games in the regular season, a playoff win. Um, like I said, it was just so much fun. And I want to share a little story for you guys. I got a friend named Brian. Brian works for a, uh, a rival company of mine. I see him out in the market every once in a while. And uh, he's a diehard Browns fan. And, and we talk throughout the week when we see each other about how fun the season was, how fun it is each game, each week. And I uh, ran into him after that playoff loss. And, and he said the same thing. He's just so sad that it's over. He went through uh, a lot of stuff in his personal life this season uh, with his, his mother had passed away this season, this during the football season. And he just said like the, the Browns was just, it was just that bright spot in his life. And it was something that he just looked forward to each and every week. And it was just that it's just that mental getaway for a lot of people, including myself, including fans of other teams, just fans of the sport. It's, it's just such a getaway. The NFL season is, and, uh, it's it's 17 weeks, 19 weeks, whatever it is for your season, for your team. It's just so much fun, and uh, this season for the Browns was just was that. It was so much fun, and uh, it's going to be a, a long off season. Um, a lot of stuff that we'll dive into throughout the off season with the Browns, but this season it was just different. It, it had a different feel to the end of it. I like to compare it to the 2018 season when Baker's rookie year. Um, we finished the season, I believe we were 6-9-1 in that season, and we just had so much to look forward to. We didn't go to the playoffs. We didn't do anything special in that way, but it was just such a building moment. Baker came in. He was a rookie quarterback. He played well. You really felt like you had your quarterback, and you just had so much to look forward to in that next season. In that offseason, we ended up trading for Odell Beckham Jr. Um, so we had so much to look forward to, and it was just such a different feeling at the end of that 2018 season. This year, we go 11-5, and we go to the playoffs. We're we're five points away from going to an AFC championship game, which is still mind blowing to me. And it just ends so fast, such an abrupt ending to the season. There's a minute and a half left in the game. You've got third and fourteen. You all you gotta do is stop Chad Henney. You get the ball back. You gotta feel confident that you're gonna go down to score, and you get to play again the next week. You don't get the stop. You give up thirteen and a half yards to Chad Henney. They ultimately get the first down to Tyreek Hill, and just like that, it's over. It's just over so fast. 
the end of the season comes and, and it, it's just it's just such a different feeling a feeling that I'm not used to as a Browns fan so um, hopefully next season's different maybe we'll make it all the way um, either way though it's so nice to go from coaching search at this time of year to coach of the year Kevin Stefanski nominated coach of the year um, that's awesome I feel like we have our guy we have our quarterback we have our GM and Andrew Barry um, so I couldn't be happier with with those guys with the team with the season with the offense and it's just awesome to have those core pieces in your franchise. Uh, Baker, it's in his third year. This is his third offense. His first year with Stefanski. Um, and I've got a little, I got a little bit of an interesting stat comparison for you guys. And it, it's to Aaron Rodgers. Yes, I'm going to compare Baker Mayfield to Aaron Rodgers. No, I'm not saying Baker Mayfield is Aaron Rodgers. But I've got an interesting stat line for you guys that I want to share with you. Um, it's it's the two quarterbacks in the first year of a new offense, okay? So last season, 2019, Aaron Rodgers in a new offense, um, new coach, new offense. He goes and he throws for 26 touchdowns, four interceptions, 4,002 yards, and a 95.4 quarterback rating. Again, 26 touchdowns, four picks, 4,000 yards, 95.4 quarterback rating. This season, 2020, Baker Mayfield, first season in a new offense with Kevin Stefanski, 26 touchdowns, same. Eight interceptions, slightly more, but showed a lot of progression throughout the season. Um, only had two interceptions in the final 10 games. Um, so eight picks to four picks. Baker with 3,563 yards this season compared to 4,000 for Rodgers. Now, I will defend Baker. He did play in three games back-to-back-to-back with just tsunami-like weather. Um, so 500 yards about less there for Baker, and then a 95.9 quarterback rating, pretty much the same. Um, So same touchdown ratio, same interceptions, similar at least, and then similar in yards and same quarterback rating. That's Baker Mayfield versus Aaron Rodgers 2020 versus 2019, first year in a new offense. Just interesting. I just thought it was interesting. And why is it interesting? Well, obviously it's Baker and Aaron Rodgers. Um, And then go look at Aaron Rodgers' stats this season, 2020, a second year in the same offense so he had a full off season to prepare get to get even more familiar with that offense he goes and he throws for 48 touchdowns 48 touchdowns yep uh five interceptions 4,299 yards and a 121.5 quarterback rating now is Baker Mayfield Aaron Rodgers no is he gonna go and throw 48 touchdowns next season probably not probably not but just something to think about. To all those people out there still not believing in Baker Mayfield, this will be the first time in his NFL career that he will go into an offseason and into a new season with the same offense. Like I said, interesting interesting thought, interesting comparison. You might not agree, uh, but it's something to think about. Will the Browns pick up the fifth-year option for Baker Mayfield, or will they extend him, or will they not do either this offseason? I think that's something that's going to be very interesting as well. Um, the 2020 season, a quick look ahead to the 2021 season. Um, the Browns only have four teams on their schedule next year, six games versus teams that finished over 500 in the 2020 season. So that's interesting. Four teams, like I said, Baltimore and Pittsburgh. We play them twice, obviously. So that's four games. And then we have Kansas City and Green Bay um, on the schedule next season. So just just something interesting that kind of, sparked my interest when looking ahead to the 21 2021 season um 
So that's just a little quick little recap, my thoughts on the Browns season. I'll dive more into the stats, the future of the team at different positions and all that stuff throughout the offseason. Like I said, we got like seven, eight months till, till next season. So like I said, I'm sad it's over. But uh, one of the first questions I kind of asked myself the day after after that Sunday loss to the Chiefs, I was like, man, how long till baseball season starts? Uh, the Reds will get started just under 70 days, about 67 days from today until Reds baseball starts. So we'll, we'll dive more into that as well. A lot of interesting things going on with the Cincinnati Reds and their offseason moves as well. All right, so enough with that. Let's get to our interview with West Carrollton Pirate men's varsity head coach, Anthony Parker. Again, Coach Parker just recently named one of 2020s 2021, excuse me, top 10 African-American males of Dayton. So awesome. Well-deserved. Coach Parker, he's a great man. Um, this is my second year being around Coach Parker and watching this basketball program. He came to West Carrollton. You'll hear us talk a little bit about this in the interview, but he came to West Carrollton from Trotwood. He was an assistant coach there. He made many, many runs into the tournament in multiple state championships there in Trotwood as an assistant coach. Um, and he came to West Carrollton. He's truly changed the way this program has 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 been ran. Um, he's done a, a lot of great stuff. This team currently sits at nine and three, first place in the Valley Conference of the MVL. Um, they're fun to watch. They got a great, great coach in Coach Parker. A lot of talent on this team. He's very passionate, very dedicated, and and such a nice guy to be around to watch coach. And like I said, this interview with him is awesome. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, so here it is, Coach Parker. All right, welcome on to the show. In his third year as the head coach of our West Carrollton Pirates, Coach Anthony Parker, man, I pre- appreciate you taking the time to come on the show, man. No problem. Thanks for having me. So you guys are you're seven and three, looking to improve to get to eight and three tonight. That's it's right. a good season so far. Right. Some some road bumps in the season. Yeah. But uh, a little bit of background on you, Coach. You came to West Carrollton third year, like I said. You were assistant coach with Trotwood multiple years, multiple runs deep yes. into the tournament to state titles. Absolutely. Um, what experiences did you bring with you to West Carrollton? from Trotwood that, that helps you, you, you feel that you are building here in West Carrollton? Well, I think uh, first and foremost, just uh, having a winner's attitude. Um, you know, one of the first things I noticed when I came to West Carrollton was that, you know, obviously playing against them for years and, and, and seeing kind of some of the adversity that they went through, I was actually shocked to find out how good they actually were uh, when I got here. But one of the missing components that I, I saw initially was that they just didn't have a winning attitude. And sometimes, um, a coach can sometimes uh, um, wield their players to start believing in themselves. So I think that's one of the biggest things I picked up, you know, from Charlotte bringing here, just to make them believe in themselves again and just kind of understanding what it means to actually grind and, uh, you know, just just that tenacity to say, you know, we're not going to give up. So, Absolutely. So when uh, you, you came from Trotwood to mm-hmm. West Carrollton, um, it, it's hard to say that West Carrollton was a winning program at the time. Right. Um, I looked it up. Five years prior, combined before you came to West Carrollton, eight and 107 record for the for the program. Not great. Um, you're halfway now into your third season, right. and as a coach of the Pirates, you're 30 and 27. Finished 17 and seven last season. Um, so great improvement, obviously. Appreciate drastic that. improvement. <laughs> Appreciate um, that. I love what you're doing with the team. Thank you. But day one, when you come to West Carrollton from Trotwood, what was the number one priority in turning the program around? Um. I think the number one priority is, is for the t- turn it into a program was just that, understanding that for years they just seemed like teams. And when you, you know, coach at the high school level, a program, when you use the word program, it, it's, it's a whole different philosophy than coaching a basketball team. 
a program, there are certain things you will and won't allow uh, for your program to succeed. And I think it was just establishing um, a new identity, establishing uh, what it's gonna take to be a part of the program. You know, we, we used to get, say, uh, you know, we want everybody to buy in. And we later found out, you know, that, well, no, we want to have our own philosophy and those who want to buy in can buy Absolutely. in. Absolutely. So, you know, so it took a little while to understand the difference, but I think just the word program and what that actually entails was something that I saw initially needed to change. Not just a team, uh, you know, not just, uh, you know, West Carroll basketball, but an actual program because, you know, when you say program, you're talking about junior high, freshman, JV, and if you start grooming them now of the expectations, once they get to my level, uh, they'll, they'll have a better understanding of what's expected of them. Absolutely. A quote that I read that you did an interview last year it was not a change of culture it was creating your own culture sure. which I love that thank you um, and something that was a turning point for me that I really felt like the the program was turning was last season okay when you guys played Sydney here oh yeah it was a, a we, I believe they were first we were second it was a battle that's for right. that Valley Conference that's right there was not an open seat in not. the gym. That's not, you know. It I, was one of the best basketball environments <laughs> I've been to in person, and I know Connor agrees with me. Right. Um, it was awesome. Like I said, there was not an open seat. It was a close game. Sure. Obviously, you guys pulled out the win. Sure. That was awesome, and I feel like that was a true turning point for the program, and, and a lot of people from the outside of sure. – I, I went to West Carrollton sure. a long time ago, sure. and, and when I post the scores, and, and it's good to see those people reacting sure. and, and cheering on the team, and I feel like that night it just – a lot of people got involved, and it was awesome. Like I said, there's not an open seat in here. It was awesome. Definitely good to hear. <laughs> um, but something that I really like that you do, Coach, is the building and bonding that you do off the court, sure. outside of the gym. Sure. Um, I know last year you guys went out to that really nice dinner. You we took did. the whole team out. We did. This year, I know recently you guys just went to the movies. We did, yeah. So why is that? Why do you feel that that's important to do with the team? Well, you know, um, not at the high school level, but I've been coaching for almost almost 20 years now. My son's 21, and I started. I first got into coaching, as most dads do, when my son was two years old, and he said, "Dad, I want to go play basketball at the Y." Or, I, you know, I introduced him to basketball. So, you know, I quickly learned that um, you can have all the information, you can have all the tutelage in the world. It's not going to matter unless those kids believe in you or know that you care about them outside of basketball or whatever the sport is. So, a lot of the bonding is is that we do. A lot of the activities that we do is simply just what it is it's bonding it's it's getting them to understand that we care about them outside of basketball you know um, we love to say that every kid's got a great home life but the fact of the matter is in this day and age a lot of them don't you For know sure. so if that uh, we need to be a liaison or, or help them out or give them advice we want them to be able to come to us um, with certainty that they know that we care about them outside of basketball and just to build brotherhood amongst their teammates as well you know um, you know one of the things I saw initially was that uh, it the philosophy that we saw sometimes was that it was okay to score 20 points and get a loss. But we want our guys to understand it's okay to get eight points and make the assist to get the Absolutely. win. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, and, and that, that kind of uh, bonding and that kind of trust takes time, and that just doesn't happen on the hardware. It's when you're, you know, uh, relaxing and having your guard down and just kind of recognizing that uh, we've all got one common goal in mind. For sure. And, and not all coaches do that. So it's, it's awesome that you do that. Appreciate and I that. love that you do do that. Appreciate that. Uh, but something that all coaches are dealing with this year is COVID. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, it's been a challenge. I know you yes. guys have had yeah. multiple games postponed, sure. schedule moved around, probably canceled the day before the game. Right. What kind of challenges has it presented for you personally? And what's it like telling the guys that are so excited to play that night, game's canceled, guys, other team yeah. has a player that yeah. potentially has COVID? What, what kind of challenges has it presented oh, for man. you? Oh, man. You know, it's, it's been quite a challenge. I mean, you know, we went from almost a 
month with no games to almost having an NBA type schedule playing five games in seven yep. days. So yep. you know, it, it's been a challenge just to uh, um, you know stay safe and and make sure you know that all everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. And for the most part, I, you know everybody's done a really great job. Uh, you know, and one thing about sports, you know, like hand clapping and, and energy, it's kinetic. So, so to remove that ability to, you know, shake hands or, hey, you know, no touching, you know, it kind of takes away from, you know, what, from the camaraderie of it. But, you know, we're just pushing to get through. But all the while, blessed and happy that we still have an opportunity to play because I've uh, talked to some, some friends that are coaches in different states, and some states are, 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 don't even have basketball right now. So I could begin to tell you how rough it is and the adversity, but in all honesty, I'm happy. Our seniors, just happy to be here. Just, yeah, seniors, just, I'm happy to get a chance to have a season. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about this season. Let's talk about some seniors. But let's. you guys are 7-3 right now. We are. You're first place in the Valley Conference. Yeah. Last year you guys finished just short of that goal. We did. We did. What do you guys got to do this year to keep where you're at and get to where you guys want to be? Well, I, you know, I think we have to continue, despite the adversity, to jail on the court together and continue to uh, kind of figure out uh, what it is that we do best and just kind of focus on that. Uh, I believe we have a lot of talent, uh, but due to the whole coronavirus, we didn't have a chance to play summer league. We didn't have a chance right. to uh, play five scrimmages like most teams did. So as where a lot of teams are kind of have already figured it out, we're still trying to figure it out. So, you know, if we can keep our morale up and, and keep everybody safe and kind of keep up the intensity, I think the natural uh, maturation process will allow us to get better as we go on. So Absolutely. Let's yeah. talk about a couple guys on the team. I want to start with the sophomore big man, okay. the big guy underneath, Sam Walker. Um, he's a sophomore center. He is. He's averaging 14 a game, 10th in the Miami Valley League, 13 boards a game, number one, 3.4 blocks, number one in the league, 62% from the field, number one in the league. So talk about him and his development from last year to True. this year. Because I could see just last year from the beginning of the season mm -hmm. to the end of the season how great he was progressing. Yeah. And then this year, obviously, even more so. Sure. Well, yeah. well, Sam, first of all, is a great kid. Great kid. And, you know, he, he makes coaching very easy. Uh, he, he is pretty much a staple of our program already as a sophomore. He'll only get better. You know, um, I'm kind of an old school coach. And, you know, we, we, we teach basketballs played inside out. That's where your highest percentage shot is going to come from. So, um, you know, his impact on the game, even when he doesn't score, is just it, it's phenomenal because it makes players think twice about, you know, going in uh, on a kid that size. So uh, then he's got some he's got some really good hands and good footwork for a kid of his of his size. So, you know, we, we rely on him um, a lot. You know, he, he meets the call. He's not really a vocal leader, but, you know, he's going to play very hard and he's going to be up for the challenge every time. So uh, he's a kid that we look, you know, now and even in the future to be the staple, to be the main focal point of our offense. It's got to feel good to know where he's at right now and know you got him for two more oh, years. It feels That's great. That's got to feel good. <laughs> that feels great. Talk about another guy, Alan Lattimore, okay. um, a transfer student. I feel like he is a true leader on the team. He you missed know, some time early. Yeah. Um, he's, he's averaging 20 a game. That's number two in the league right. since he's come in. So, right. I mean, he's playing great. Right. Uh, talk about him and what he's meant to the team this year. Well, I think, you know, Allen's attributes are something that you can't teach. You know, it's one thing for, um, especially a high school kid, to kind of say, hey, you guys should be doing this and, and follow me. It's one thing to be doing it first uh, and, and have those guys follow you. And he's, he's the kind of leader that uh, is not just going to say, hey, let's finish this lap. He's going to be first finishing that lap and having go those guys follow him. So, you know, we always teach the guys that a player-led team will always, always go further than a coach-led team. And we're just thankful to have him. He he's been doing great so far. Absolutely, for sure. It it's a fun team to watch. 
Um, so last season, mm-hmm. it was a rough finish to the season. You guys got to the second round. Indeed. It was a heartbreaking oh, loss man. to Beaver Creek, 64 to 63. Yes. It was a game you guys had in hand at we one did. point in we the third did. quarter. We did. Um, it was a tough loss. But what do you guys got to do this year to kind of get over that hump and make a run in the tournament time when it does come around? Okay. Well, I think that, you know, um, the wins and, 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 and playing better came a little earlier than what they expected, which was great. They were playing very hard. But I think, you know, once you start winning, then you start expecting to win, then you have to learn how to finish out games. So I think that, you know, though we were really good, guys played hard, we didn't quite have a whole lot of experience of closing games out. Uh, you know, we like to say, you know, keep your foot on them. You know, don't don't let them off. So I think this year we have to kind of continue to preach that. And there are some guys that played some intricate minutes last year that kind of still have that bad taste in their mouth. And we're, Yo, I bet. And we're, you know, we're, we use that, you know, to say, hey, do you remember that feeling? Do you remember how that felt? Do you want to feel that again? You know, and kind of helps them stay focused when just like, you know, any other teenager, it's easy to, you know, get unfocused sometimes. But we just hope that, the you know, the maturity level of that and just to still Thinking of that, plus learning how to win close games like we did the other night, will help us get ready. You know, when it comes playoff time. Absolutely, hey coach, that's all I got for you. I appreciate you taking the time. No problem. Look forward to getting a dub tonight. Um, if so. you guys want to follow the team, it's at dubc underscore boys hoops on Twitter. You can follow coach there. You can follow at dubc pirates ad for all pirate sports. And uh, go pirates, coach. Go pirates. Appreciate you. No problem. <laughs> All right, there it is. Coach Anthony Parker, head coach of the Pirate basketball team here in West Carroll. Hope you guys enjoyed that interview with him. Uh, again, Coach Parker, shout out to you. Thanks for doing that. Thanks for taking the time. And I appreciate you guys for listening to the show. That's all I got for you guys today. I appreciate you guys. Make sure you guys stay tuned for next week's show. Again, Justin Kenner um, of ESPN Radio here in Dayton, 1410 a.m. He's live Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m on the radio with the Justin Kenner show and he'll be on this show the sports dad podcast next week so stay tuned for that I appreciate you guys follow me at sports dad Ohio and uh if you get bored on Tuesday night I'll be on play-by-play 98.1 WPTW up north with Troy versus tip city that'll be a good game on Tuesday night so check that out tip at just 7 p.m so check that out and uh again make sure you guys check out the Cayman Media podcast as well we do a lot of fun stuff over there I appreciate you guys following me at Sports at Ohio. This was the first episode of the Sports Dad Podcast.